Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everyone, to another broadcast from Dispatches of Elsewhere, the AfterBuzz TV After Show. I am Kevin Allen, your guide through alternate reality, and with me are my fellow nonchalants, Ben Schnell. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Chantel de Aguila. Hello. And Sanaa Moore. Hey, what's up? Guys, we are going to be covering both episodes three, two, and three today, both Simone and Janice, and which is great because we have a lot of topics we're going to get into because there's a lot of characters that we didn't have the time to talk about in our last episode. First and foremost, Simone, Janice, Fredwin, Professor Bigfoot. There's a lot of <laughs> characters that we get to see their richer stories with this time. Oh my um, But before we get into all that, there was a lot of new emotions for me in this show, in these past two episodes. Um, I felt ups and downs. I felt angry. I felt sad. And I had fun the whole time. But what did you guys feel? Yeah, I mean, if very, very quick, very, very quick, because the thing is, like, I really <laughs> like that they spend a lot more time on Simone because I liked her in the first episode mm-hmm. already. I think she's a very strong actress, also from an acting perspective, but I like her character. And I had a feeling already that she's really struggling with herself, with her own identity. Mm-hmm. And we see at the very beginning, the first scene, she basically sees her own people on the street, almost like the Pride Parade or something like that, yeah. on the street. And I feel like, wow, she, she wants to be part of it, but she doesn't want to acknowledge who she really is now. And then mm-hmm. she runs back. I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. I mean, how did you feel about the situation? But, I thought she was going to feel at home. Yeah. When, at, for initially, I thought she was going to say that she's felt at home and that, you know, finally she sees people who have battled things like her. And I've gone through things, but then um, uh, it also was in the narration that said, you know, even when she feels like when she feels love, she'll also like run away from it as well, too. And that kind of makes sense, because look at how she did how she treated Peter. And Peter, like, is like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling you. You know, you kind of cute. You know, I like your vibe. And. She literally kind of like yeah. she admitted like you know I'm I'm here for you but not really and she doesn't want to dive deep into yeah. to that so I think it's something more internally with oh, her yeah definitely she feels it feels like she's scared to be loved yeah she, I mean she's she's scared to be who she's meant to be she can't she can't describe it she can't show it to anyone not even to Peter and I mean right. and Peter in that one moment he's vulnerable he shows his true feelings and he lets her know like hey you know i'm it's because of you i'm now discovering this new feeling that i've never felt before which i think is love but i feel (laughs) i feel like simone also loves peter though even if she's not saying it you can tell the way how she's looking at him every time oh definitely i i agree and i think it's a case of she's afraid to love someone else because she doesn't love herself first and that's what she's got to take care of first and foremost and uh when i we spoke last on Simone at the end of our last discussion. I asked, like, why do you guys think she's part of this game? Why did you think that she took the tag on the flyer and made the call and decided to join up with this whole whatever it is? 
And I feel like now we have a better understanding of why that is. And you, you, I think both of you had mentioned that you thought Peter was in it because he's looking for love. I disagreed because I didn't think he was looking for, like, romantic attachment, but he just wanted to be special. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, with Simone, I feel that she is, in fact, looking for love. I feel that she knows she's special based on her interactions from the last episode, mm-hmm. especially with Peter. But the love is missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever really had it. Even right. though she has a wonderful Nana. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> is not opened up to it. But see, maybe she has had love before. And then when she showed her true self, when she, you know, came out yeah. and said, yeah. Hey, I you know, I am who I am, that person rejected her. Yeah. And now she's terrified. I totally believe that. That's a very good point. I think she got her heart broken back mm-hmm. in the day. So, and yeah, also, exactly. what I like about these two characters, though, is that the complete opposite. If you really mm-hmm. think about it, Peter is more the guy. He's working at the at his office, right? We see him working, and he feels so embarrassed, which I really like. This scene was amazing. Oh, I it was love very that. funny. <laughs> so she, she comes in, right? And at the beginning, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we all thought, oh my God, he's embarrassed that she came in talking to him. That's what I yeah. thought. But he was more embarrassed about his job, showing mm-hmm. her how he's living. Yeah. I said, well, it was so interesting for me to, to really show who he really is. So I think he just wants to break out and wants to be crazy and just wants to have an adventure, but maybe also looking for love but doesn't even know about it yet. I think when we're on the rooftop, I think he's realizing, when the fish is talking to them, right, <laughs> that we're realizing that Peter also realizes, wait a second, I think... Simone, this person right next to me is, is, is meaning more to me than just this partner in crime right yes. now. Yes. So that's Absolutely. what I, I think he has like a realization on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Also Simone, but Simone is not ready yet. No. That's what I think. Well, Peter described that he, like, he wasn't looking for love, but when he saw her, he yeah. heard music literally right. to the point where he thought he had a medical condition. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. And for sure. so for him, it was a very obvious thing. Sure. And, and he, he said he wasn't sure that he was doing it right, but he wanted to confront it. And it's, it's odd to me, not odd, interesting. It's interesting to me to see that Peter here is the brave one. For a guy who is so timid and kind of in his own shell and yeah. doesn't even listen to music, he doesn't right. branch out of his day-to-day routine, yeah. he's willing to take these risks and to, and to jump into these things. For sure. And then Simone, who accosted a man at first glance in the first episode and was the guy pulling him around, right. grabbing his hand and leading him on to the next adventure, right. is now confronted with her Everest. Right. Which is herself, right? And so we find we find their strengths where they are both um, fearful and where they are both strong. Yeah. Well, see, and maybe and, that's and the it's purpose, opposite, like you said. The purpose of the way that you know whoever is a part of this, who's you know running this whole game, this show, um, was to bring the two of them together. For sure. You know, and for Peter, that he wasn't that type of person. You know, he wouldn't come out of his shell. He wouldn't express himself, and he's the total opposite of Simone. And here it is. He okay. needed his other half. Because Peter is, to me, a realist, in mm. my opinion. Like, he's not the oh, adventure yeah. type. Yeah. Nope. He even said, Fred and Walt, I mean, they're like, oh, he's not dead. And he's like, well, technically, <laughs> yeah. so technically, I mean, he could be dead, but I mean, we don't really know if he's dead. True, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. feel like he's more of a realist. And I don't know, I, I might have to disagree <laughs> with, well, now I'm maybe with myself, too. I don't know if... What did you say exactly that Peter was looking for again? 
I thought Peter just wanted some. He wanted to feel special. He wanted to feel yeah. that he, in some way, was significant to something larger than himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and I and I kind of like can agree to that in in some way because I feel like Peter now because he's such a realist. I think he wants to finally live in that imagine, like be able to live in a world that's not really like. Yeah, he keeps real. asking, "Is this real?" That's right. Mm-hmm. He wants it to be real that's because right. he's a part of it. For sure. Yeah. For me, aka Forrest Gump, right? <laughs> As you describe very nicely, he's very literal, right? So he says the things how they are. We all think about it. He's the one who says it. You mm-hmm. know, that's really nice mm-hmm. of him. I really like that about like if you have this characteristic. But what, what I also wanted to say is like for me, this whole thing feels like a chess game right now. I think this this person that you described, whoever created that whole thing, mm-hmm. he's the master on top of everything, and we have a chess game right now. And they're all figures. Well, that's you had mentioned they're last time that you thought that those two, uh, Simone and Peter, were put together on purpose. For sure, totally. Like they weren't just randomly selected gamers who just, oh, he was the first one and she was the second, so we're going to stick together. Exactly. You thought that they were selected from a bunch. Exactly, because as you can tell, they both separate, like alone with them, with themselves, feel very lonely and feel very bad about themselves in a way. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you put these two together, it feels like they 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 go about the time. Like a unit almost. Yeah, like a Mm -hmm. unit almost. And I think the person who created that whole thing knew that this is going to happen. So he's trying to create a very comfortable feeling for everybody so that he can move on with his plan. It's it's definitely if you're correct on that, (laughs) it's it's hard to argue against it because whether you're right or wrong, it's been very effective. Because like like we said, Peter broke out of his shell. Yeah, what you said. Because they are definitely Helping each other. Oh, they sure. are helping each other become better and stronger and more outgoing people. Totally. And I think as much as we talk about Peter being the guy in his shell who, like, Simone makes him, you know, take chances and risks. Exactly. It, it was seeing Peter at the protest that really got Simone to finally take whatever step she was avoiding. Beautiful moment. Yes. Beautiful oh, moment. very beautiful. I mean, I know she didn't, she didn't fully, you know, take that step, but... Hey, it's baby steps, baby steps. Yes. And, and I'm proud of her. I am. I was mm-hmm. like, stand there. I just wanted to clap for her. I was like, you go, girl. Oh, my God. Being you like go. coming from someone on a rooftop who's not able to just say to one person now being in front of so many people coming out of your shelf and just basically telling everybody right now how I yeah. feel about this. That's strong. It is. You know? So. And you know what I loved is that she was supported by everyone around her. Yeah. Who yeah. Like, gave her the megaphone, didn't stop her from doing whatever she was going to do with it. Right. And they all got quiet and let her have her I love that moment, which is probably not the thing she wanted to do. <laughs> but like, no one told her to shut up. No one told her like try to reel her in, or right. e- no one interrupted her even with yeah. praise. Yeah, they let her have their moment. And I noticed something in the way this was shot, and I love this show, the way it films things. Is everyone literally left her mind when she was talking? To, did anyone else notice that there were all these people in the background, and as she spoke. Like she kind of, they kind of just moved out of the frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't until she was wrapping it up that they all moved back, and she was back where she I was standing. Oh, I see, you have a really good eye. Cool. Yeah, I, do I didn't that catch that. Fast. I was so focused Such on Simone a great show. and like what she <laughs> was, was saying, and I could just, I, I could feel her emotion, and I could see how hard, like how difficult it was for her to say those words to Peter, mm. you know. But I mean, it makes sense now, you know. So, um, at this rally. We also get to be reunited with Janice and Fredwin. <laughs> Technically, they, they met back up at the, uh, the diner, and there was a huge revelation in my mind during that scene. Right. Did it, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, there was some kind of conflict or something, right? So I was like, they're not playing the same game. True. They're playing two completely separate games as opposing teams. Even I'm not even sure if they should be teams working together. I think this is also on purpose that they are kind of separate. They're keeping them separate. Yes, I did notice that. I think so. That's what I think. And I think individually they all. Even though they're on teams, I think individually they all have their own goals and their sure. own. And mm-hmm. Because you know Simone, like I mean, she loves the game, but it's honestly like something like she does to like you know take her mind off things. Like she loves it because it's something mm-hmm. that she feels finally that she can belong to. So I think Simone, she can play the game till she's like Janice age and she'd be okay. <laughs> and then Janice also wants to feel that you know with her husband the whole adventure part. You know, like she said, she did everything with her husband mm-hmm. like so now Fredwin is her work husband you know how you have a work you it's know some people have like sure, the work yeah. husband so concerned for him in this right oh and that's God. her work hubby yeah so everyone kind of has I feel like everyone has different goals and objectives on what they want to get out of the game mm-hmm. and so then all of their it can seem as if to me sometimes they're all kind of playing different games for sure well, but, so if sure. the architect of this whole grand experience has uh, really got the power of, of foresight and planning on their hands, oh, yeah. uh, they've created two separate games for two different pairs of people who have two very specific needs. Right. So uh, let's, let's talk about them one at a time. So we've been following Janice and Peter. Sorry, pardon me. We've been following Peter and Simone uh, with the Elsewhere Society. Mm-hmm. Very free, open, all about beauty and the experience of the world around you. Like uh, we've got to see a lot of the game in this second episode. Yes. Right. So, how do you guys like the game? How do you like? How do you guys like seeing the game? You mean like when they're outside protesting? Yeah. Like they, general, we're finally like, like the first episode yeah. was a little bit of a, more of a character piece, just following yeah. Peter. But I felt like the first half of the second episode, like we were just following them with the clues. I mean, the they f- took the fish to Fish Town, and then they yeah. met uh, Mr. Salazar, and then they had to go find the bartender. The bartender didn't want to play along, and then they found the headquarters. Like, we're, right. like, we're experiencing the game now. I mean, I'm still not understanding why is it a fish? Why is it Fish Town? Because there's something I... fishy happening in the <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't she good? <laughs> She's good. You're so smart. Look at you. you. <laughs> okay. Question answered. All right. But it's a it lot is. deeper than them just finding envelopes strategically left in certain places. They they met Mr. Salazar. And yeah. if he's to be believed, he's got a huge problem that Clara, the savior of all of this, has abandoned him. Yeah. And told him to take their stuff and get out of here. And then they go to the bartender. The bartender's afraid of the Jejune Institute. He's got yeah. a family. And they're like, they're always watching. Mm-hmm. Like, we're it's... We're not just having fun on a scavenger hunt anymore, right. like Peter thought. Like now, there's there's rage and there's intrigue and mystery and deception. Like there there's a lot more happening in this game, and a lot more players in it as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was very mysterious in a way, very weird, very different. I didn't expect something like that at all. So they come into the room and they, you have this bicycle and you have this one, this mask, this virtual reality mask or something. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. putting on the mask and he has to basically activate it by like. Like riding paddling. the bike or paddling mm-hmm. the bike and I was like what? and not only did it activate that it lit up the whole room yeah. like there was a lot of his uh, energy going into uh, this space and I was just like <laughs> what is that that was my first okay why do they do that right now and then she awesome. sees this animation and basically gets an explanation for all that right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but I still maybe I'm not smart enough for the show but I still <laughs> what why are you laughing well so 
But I still don't understand at that point when I watched that moment, I still didn't understand what this is all about. Well, it is a disorganized collective of uh, currently human souls dedicated to the preservation and reverse obstination of the beauty and the oneness that surrounds us all. (sighs) How fast is your hand? I went back three times. To like try to get all that I down, mean, and I still, I still didn't get it. I was like, on. beauty, oneness, existence. Okay, I got the gist I mean, of it. I have to say, he's <laughs> the only one who can read that. By the way, I mean, yeah. I can't even. Yeah. I mean, he must yeah. have had the closed caption. <laughs> so that's that's who we've been following. We've been following Peter and Janice with this group. It's all about beauty and oneness and existence. Right. Uh, their their goal is to nurture the emperor of the movement, Clara. Right. And people think that. And people like uh, Peter and Simone think that elsewhere is a myth that you can't achieve this yeah. realization that beauty is all around you, but uh, it is all around you. And they find it on the rooftop. They did, yeah. And that was a beautiful scene, by the way. I really like that. It was. Be- because the fish basically made them do stuff to get even closer to mm-hmm. each other. And they didn't even realize that until the end. And that's the moment, what we just discussed, that Peter realized, oh my god, she is actually more than just that person yeah. doing it all with me right now. So I, I, loved, I loved the ending, but the middle part with the fish town and with the bike and stuff like that, that was very much, okay, how do I, how do I put that? Well, you know, so, so you got to follow their experience and yeah. follow it all the way up to its culmination of that, that moment on the roof. See, well, yeah. I, I feel like I would be like Janice. I would be like, yeah, it's beautiful. This is this is great. This whole you know facade, and you can find beauty in anything. But it's not reality, honey. That's not what she's doing, though. She's not part of the elsewhere society. She's not following the beauty of everything. Janice is part of the Jejun Institute, and. And for the, it was there for the advancement of social engineering, uh, started up as a form for experimental research techniques uh, to help develop interpersonal trust between human subjects. I did not I go back for this, this one. Because sure? they're very different organizations. <laughs> Complete opposite. That's what I'm saying. Fredwin and Janice have been following this international juggernaut who's all about personal growth and self-help, which is great, mm-hmm. but they're doing it through a completely different method. They're doing it through technology and services. You know, mm. but I have to. They're, ask. they're corporate, <laughs> but I have to ask. You know, are they really different organizations? Well, see, that's what I'm trying to get at here. What do you guys I think, think of these the things? Same. I, I I think they're the same. I get the and the, the reason why I say that is because, you know, in the Janice episode, you know, Fredwin was even saying, even with the protests, and then it's like the informational. He was like, they're working together in, in inside of together for sure. So it's not just like, uh, oh. This is one thing. Either you're this type of person or you're this type of person. Right. It's the same thing. And they're getting people to feel like they're on two different sides. But in reality, it's the same thing. They're definitely two but British why? men. That's they're for definitely sure. like two British people. The same thing. I saw it's that. Why? I heard that. Because you have to get things like in order to kind of get people to have an opinion and to divide people, you have to, wow, this is getting very deep. Because now I'm thinking about it in a different way because now what I just said, it's kind of like in the real world now. We have a lot of things where it's literally the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. Welcome to politics. That's what I was just about to say with politics. It's the same thing. The Occupy movement versus the corporations. It gets into a lot of different things, I think, Mm -hmm. that deals with in real life. For sure. And so, like, wow, and this is our reality. Wow. It's so true. The creator totally of the show. The one thing I really took out of the, our time at the Jejun Institute, like, with we spend a lot of time with Elsewhere Society, and it's uh, to me it's a fun, playful game, and it's it's colorful, and everyone's interacting. Yeah. And like I said, like, there's 
we don't really know what's going on with the whole Clara storyline yet. And apparently she's yeah, made some really. people upset and scared yeah. this one guy. But with the Jejun Institute, it's very simple. It's all about Octavio. And I mm-hmm. couldn't help but notice how much Octavio was trying to keep Janice separate from yeah. the other two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. He wants them to make, not be working on the same path. He wants them to both have very, two very different experiences. Yeah. I felt like that he realized that she's the easiest one to, to influence. Conv- yeah, she's to the manipulate, easiest one. To manipulate, for sure. And, and, and you I know, think. I like to think of myself as a little Janice because, <laughs> you know, I love that. even though she seems easy to manipulate, like, she, th- that's her tactic, too. Like, you know, she's this little old lady. Remember, mm-hmm. she said Let that at the innocent. end, too. She said, oh, I'm this very old lady and stuff. Yeah. But in actuality, my girl Janice she is on her toes. And mm-hmm. Janice is always two steps. How do you think she got that from the hug? I did because not everyone see that else, oh, Everyone else was saying, it. like, if you notice, everyone else is like, why is she saying thank you so many times? That's true. And she's like, oh, thank, after this weird, this, I don't know if I can say that word, but this weird <laughs> experience, <laughs> they're like, why are you hugging this man? He just did some, like, crazy it stuff just traumatized you. you on stage yeah. in front and of then, people. And then, like, yeah. right. after she did that, she got the envelope. And I don't think people really expect that. Even notice when she was doing the bike. They were like, oh, are you okay? Like, Janice, can you make it on the bike? And she's like, no, I'm a, I'm old, but, you know, I can help it. Right, right, And right. so that brings me back to the game when she was watching. I loved that scene of her doing that. And I think the point of the game in that sense, when she had the <laughs> goggles on, is for us to really reflect on our lives, to see Everything you're doing now, like, if you could talk to your younger self, like, you know, I'm only 23, but if I were to go back and talk to myself at 17 or 16 and to see myself at this point, how would, would you be proud? Would you honestly be proud? Did you keep your promises? So it makes you really self-reflect. And I feel like that kind of also triggers stuff. And by the way, I thought Lev was dead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I didn't you. mean to laugh Me at too. that, actually. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I also <laughs> thought that... I, I think that I was a, thought he was. Yeah, so well. I, I thought he had passed. That was a brilliant misdirect from yeah. the show. I love your ending. How do you how you created the story right now? That was yeah. beautiful. And the it ending was dead. Was great narration. <laughs> no, I, I thought the same. I was very surprised seeing him in the bed, still alive. But I think he's on machines or whatever, right? So you can't mm-hmm. really talk. Or it's yeah, like so not really there. It opens up a lot more to Janice's experience and yeah. her backstory because we all had these assumptions going in about her, yeah. and a lot of that I think came from the way they. Uh, pitched her story in the beginning yeah, of the cartoon. For sure. But now we have a deeper understanding of who she is. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And like, by the way... Don't underestimate her. No, no, mm-hmm. I think she's just using it to her advantage to That's be the old saying, lady. Like, so she oh, knows yeah, she knows exactly course. that she knows a lot more, but she's not showing it to people because sometimes it's smarter to play the weak than the strong one. Of I don't course, even I think she's playing the part. Everyone's just putting it onto her, and yeah. she's just... Probably she was reminding them, she it. was ro- She was rolling with it, but she was also reminding sure. them, like, that's not my situation when she felt like it, but when it worked out for her, like, stealing the note and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she got pulled one over on me. Yeah. I didn't, she plays off of no, that. I, I saw it coming. I was like, what? This little lady. She's got something up her sleeve. Yeah. As soon as she took those those goggles off and she went in for that hug, I was like, "That's it." Yeah, that was that was like she got it. Her whole purpose that day was to get, or at that moment, was to get that letter, and she was going to do anything she possibly could. For sure, she did it. She, she won. nailed it. Yeah, she, yeah. she yeah. had a mission. She's proof that she's useful to the right. team. She's very useful. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I love Janice. And by the way, from a cinematic perspective, how beautiful was that scene with her and her younger self? Oh. Yes, I, mean, I loved it. Beautiful. 
That was amazing. It was a good scene. It was a very good scene. Younger Janice does, and she needs to respect her elders, and she she needs to watch her tongue. That was great. Because (laughs) one thing that bothered me, she was like, am I happy? Yes. And then she had more questions, and then she disagreed with, like, her choices. I'm like, you're happy, though. Isn't that the goal? Yeah. To be happy? And that's when the manipulation started. I think the beginning was probably her younger self, like the real younger self. But at some point when she asked that question, are you really happy? That's when the game started. You know what I mean? At the beginning, it was oh, like... Oh, I got it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of no, because this, I was that. following along with how this ARG works, like how they would set this up, how the whole structure is being produced right. until the Genesis VR scene. And I was like, I have no idea how they're pulling this off. This is magic. It's just literal magic. I'm, no, I think you don't understand what I'm talking about. Mm. I think the very beginning that when we see all the people that she knows from her, like friend, the friendship from mm-hmm. back then when she got married or something like that, I think that was just the moment to make her feel comfortable. Of course, that was already manipulation. And then she starts to talk to her younger self. And I think this, this conversation was definitely something that she probably would have said, her younger self. Oh, yeah. But at some point when she asked that question, are you happy? That's when they really changed the attitude of the younger self and trying to make her uncomfortable the older self oh I see you know what I'm saying the beginning could have probably been like that and they did that on purpose to make her like oh my god it was really like that Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden she feels so comfortable talking to her younger self because that's exactly what she would have said back then Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden she asked that question are you really happy and then and that blows her up and that like no I I agree with your saying all I'm saying is I can't figure out how they did any of it to even get to that point I believe I I have a theory do you want to hear it I do. No, very quick. Seriously, I just well, believe... We're, we're going to hold on the theories for just a moment, yeah. okay? Really? Because, yeah, because before you do, I want to hear what the fans have to say. Oh. You yeah. guys, I just want to take this time to remind you that we love you, and we thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And you can get on the live chat right now and drop all your theories before Ben ruins them all with... Because you're a sharp. You probably got it. So I want to hear what everyone has to say. And while you're... We're going to give you a moment to take some time on that. Uh, let's go into our special segments. Let's give our viewers some time to give us their thoughts. And in the meantime, I want to talk about some, some news with Jason Siegel and his experiences with the studio system that led to his time on this show and the production roles of an ARG as a whole. Wow. All right. So, we so Ben... Tell us about how Jason Siegel is let's, getting the show going. Let's start with the news, which is very interesting. We talked a little bit about it already last week. So he's the creator, right? He mm-hmm. wrote the show. He's directing the show. Mm-hmm. And he's even acting as the lead actor in it, right? Which is amazing. Yeah. But as you can see, and we just pulled that up right now, a Variety um, article is talking about how he get to that position, right? So he basically, back in the days, as we all know, he started in How I Met Your Mother, right? That was his mm-hmm. big break, playing this, this role for many, many years, right? Mm-hmm. And he really talks about it in this article saying, hey, you know what? Back in the days, I basically was sitting in a studio with an executive, and this executive told right into my face, told me, "Hey, you know what? If we take your name and some other known actors, we can make a lot of money off of that, right? So we're gonna do that." And we, when he heard that, he was like, "You know what? That's not how we make art. I'm about art here right now. I don't want to do this anymore." And that was his starting point to change his whole mindset about the industry and say, "Hey, you know what? The next project I want to do, I want to do it myself. No studio involved. I mean, of course, he has." AMC now and everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But in general, 
the creation, like the creation and part, like who is part of the cast, how do we gonna shoot it, and how we do all that was just his own decision without any studio involved, which so, is amazing. If you have that position in Hollywood, that's something. Oh, oh my yeah, God, that's amazing. Well, so, so he like, wanted to play the game his own way. Yeah, exactly. And, and he built it himself. So if you yeah, have, kudos, I mean, Jason. but you know that's the thing about Hollywood. At the beginning, you probably have to do what they tell you, but then eventually, at some point, you break out of the system and just do whatever you feel like. Well, so now he's. Building his own production, and sure. so ARGs—they uh, have a structure. They have lots they of positions yep. that yep. they are. So Chantel is going to have our special segment where she basically tells us how an ARG operates, who makes okay. it happen. And I apologize, I'm going to refer back to my notes. No, please. So, <laughs> basic design principles. I mean, we've got several kind of roles um, mm-hmm. within an ARG uh, concept. First one being the puppet master. Um, you right. know, and, and I was watching this and I was like, oh, right away, I just kind of thought to myself, the puppet master and involved in designing, of course, and running ARG, Commander 14. I was like, right away, it has to be him. The one who's pulling the strings and yep. setting the, mm-hmm. the pairs up and keeping them exactly. the story going. Exactly, okay. exactly. And then, you know, we have what's called the curtain. Um, and the re- they reference it, the curtain, because um, you... I'm sure you've heard it before, you know, the man behind the curtain. Who's this mm. person that's kind of the liaison between the puppet master and the players? Mm. And, I mean, for, for me, <laughs> I thought, are you ready for this? I thought it was Fredwin. <gasps> Fredwin? Yes! Yes. And I'll not tell you why. Because at the <laughs> very end of episode three, I mean, he pops out of nowhere, you know. Very good. Point. And he's like, he's like, oh, I know this, you know, this is what's going to happen, and um, here's where the clues are and everything. Like, he's just throwing it out there. Right. And I'm like, good it's point. hard Wait. to feel like he isn't involved in like some way because he's yeah. he's way too on it and he's pulling off stuff like he jumped in the trunk of a car and got out somehow and didn't like destroy the whole he plan. He yeah. the lever in the back. Okay, sure. Well, so, <laughs> I feel, though, Octavio is the curtain. If Commander 14 is the puppet master, Octavio is the one who's been having the most face time with these people, especially in episode 3. Mm. So I think he's kind of their... They're the guy who's maybe. keeping the actors where they need to be, right. man on the street. Okay, right. but go on, go so on. I wonder what the I wonder what the audience thinks. We'll ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you got the rabbit holes, the clues. Um, I love that uh, first clue. And I'm going to go back to it. That puzzle uh, in the art gallery. I didn't notice it at first um, when Simone was walking over to that art piece after uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the away. one that he planted like in the text. Yes. Yeah, that was so well yes, hidden. Yes, yes. That I was like, oh, perfect, ideal. I love it. It's intriguing, and it, I want to know what she's reading and everything like that. Like, um, we love that about ARGs. They have these little clues, these puzzles, mm. um, because you want to keep the players going. You well, know? Going right. further down the rabbit hole. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. And then, of course, last but not least, uh, the whole reference that this is not a game you know is it real is it a game oh you're saying that's a fundamental building block for yes. ARGs yes mm. well they've yes. definitely been doing well with that one I know I know and that's why I'm like on the edge of my seat wanting more <laughs> okay so now we've got some terms that we can use when we talk about yeah. how this is with puppet master curtain rabbit holes rabbit holes rabbit and then <laughs> And then it's a game. It's a game. Well, there's not a term for that, but yeah. Right. A, yeah. a great understanding that we're not crazy for thinking that. <laughs> uh, so, on that, so what do our fans have to say then? Well, whether or not um, they use the terms. <laughs> so, so right now, um, shout out to Mr. Spence because he was in the chat earlier. I today. knew I could count on Mr. Spence. Yes. What's up, man? Don't get in trouble at work. <laughs> um, 
But, yeah, so he's just been um, talking here. And then we also have JC. Shout out to JC as well. What's up? JC. Hey, JC. <laughs> so, um, they all, he said in the chat, you know, like the scene where Peter is basically sitting um, of a blue black of a blue background, but in this case, he's talking to his shrink. So, you know, a lot of the time he fi- he feels like um, the times that Peter is talking to himself, what if he's talking to his shrink? That Ooh. was something I noticed about Simone in these past couple episodes, that Simone's inner dialogue is said through the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as a observer of her as a character in a story. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, yeah, I didn't think that maybe Peter's inner monologue is his therapy sessions. Yeah. So that's something to and think about, too. And Janice, yeah. if she has an inner monologue, I think hers is more in the conversation she has with Lev. Mm. Yeah. Everyone has a very different perspective in their head. I love this. JC, you might be on the That's something. brilliant, man. That's brilliant, <laughs> JC. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You've been sitting on it. What's that? We're going to get into our predictions. Oh, my theory. Prediction, guys. Guys, very straight to the point. My prediction is that what you saw in in the third episode about the the, the flashback of uh, Janice's um, past, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's possible because they basically have information like pictures and stuff like that. And the whole scenario, what we see... They admitted they hacked her Facebook. (laughs) No, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not, not whatever they did, but they basically took those pictures and they just created that environment because if you really think about your past, you're not going to remember every detail of your past. But if something looks like something that you remember somehow, it makes you feel like, oh, yeah, I think it was like that. He actually said That's that. It. Octavio actually said that. You don't remember the past. You remember a memory of a memory of a memory mm-hmm. of a That's memory. That's exactly and what's happening. Could, oh, my. And that basically was for everybody. Oh, it was so obvious. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I get what you're saying because at that point you can kind of change things. Exactly. You can alter around mm-hmm. the, even the details, the minor details exactly. and everything. Because then at that point you're like, oh yeah, that really did yeah. happen. Because do you remember every second of your when you were 17? No, you do no. not. But if I show you something which looks like something, but she yeah, recognized I would be like, uh, Rebecca you know or something. Maybe that did happen. Exactly. She recognized a friend exactly. making out with another person she knew specifically, and her dad. Like exactly. how? How can they cast these lookalike actors so fast? <laughs> that was a picture. <laughs> yeah, maybe there. Yeah, maybe there yeah. was an image in there, and you see Rebecca just making out for with sure. Them, so you I'm just look like, people. That's like that's like movie making. That's that. like making a biography today Amazing. of a movie. You know, Amazing production that's value. Good. But question though, how are they going to do that with Peter? Who says they're going to get do that with Peter? Because Peter doesn't have pictures, remember? Peter he said, I don't... But he's going to get a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, sure. he's part of the Elsewhere Society. She's at the Jeune Institute. Uh, I feel like Peter each one got an, a, a, a specific experience. Yeah. We got... Because uh, Janice did the VR, but Simone did the animation yeah. headset. Everyone's yeah. going to do something different. For sure. Uniquely, so, it's uniquely tailored. That was mine, by the way. Sorry. I don't want to... Oh, no, I'm just... Um, Does anyone else have any ideas of where this is going? I do. And I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in there. <laughs> I think someone's going to quit the game at some point. <gasps> that, that would be a problem. I think someone is going to quit the game because they're either fed up because this is an ongoing game. They can't stop. You ever played SpongeBob Monopoly? No. I've played regular I've played Monopoly. Monopoly. First of all, I'm a little bit I've, older than you. <laughs> so I play with my friends almost every single Taco Tuesday, and when I tell you, we've gone like 
a long time playing Monopoly. That's how this game is. You know how many times you can go to jail? Is SpongeBob Monopoly harder to beat than regular Monopoly? <laughs> I don't know. It's just but, funny. But the thing is, now you're not talking to each other anymore, right? But, <laughs> I, 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 no, we still do. Actually, we're going to have Taco Tuesday tomorrow. SpongeBob lives in a fish town. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all connected. (laughs) What if it's SpongeBob who's running this whole thing? No, I'm just kidding. I believe everything on that show. That's for sure. Oh my god, there was a fish in there. If you guys really watched SpongeBob, there were a few fishes. Chantel, I, I don't. You know, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm still. I'm still on the edge of my seat. Uh, Let it out. It's okay. Uh, You know what is it? This Fred Wynn. What, what is you really Fred think Fredwin is an op? You really think Fredwin is switching I sides? I think so. No, He's a why not? Why I have a, a feeling why too, though. Why not play that character? Why not mind? I was going to say something. Watch my language. But why not mess around with your team? So, okay, that's see, that's one thing I love about ARGs is everyone is playing the game in their own way. There's no wrong way to play an ARG. Yeah. But So you're thinking that he's not a plant but that he's this is the game he wants to play that it's a huge conspiracy and he's the man to unravel it. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. That's oh. a really cool. I can see that. I want to I want to see them I can't wait cultivate to, that. To dive into his A rule story. Of, another rule of ARG is that you you support it's a collaborative thing. So they're building this whole world but they're letting them play and create mm-hmm. the how that world works. Right. And if they're going to support him then he's it's going to tear it all down but that just makes it even better. Oh, I cannot wait. I can't either. I got to tell you guys, I really thought I was following along because I've, I've participated in ARGs. I've produced ARGs. I know how they operate. But by episode three, I was like, you know what? All my predictions were completely wrong. Uh, Octavio and okay. Commander 14 are not the same person, yeah, apparently. Nope. You said that, yeah. um, I have no idea how they did the VR thing with Janice. Mm-mm. And I have no clue who the crying child staring outside her window is. Well, oh, my That's God. a good one. Bryce, Bryce is Lorene. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. He's saying the reason why Janice is able to do that is because of memory recognition. Mm. Yeah. So he's saying, like, you know, the whole time, like, basically what you were saying as well, too. Yeah. Like, she's memorized, you know, there's some things that she does remember from her memory, and then she's able just to recognize like some of that stuff so, like even the smells are coming back yeah. to her they're getting her enough stimuli and letting her fill in the yes. rest for sure yes brilliant the, of course brilliant ah I love our fans yeah. thank <laughs> you guys so much for being a part of this after show and for sharing your theories with us um, if you guys want to keep on that thread I'm definitely going to be jumping back in and checking out everything and if you want to talk to us one on one where can everybody find you Yes, you can definitely follow me on Instagram. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear what you have to say. Please let me know. It's at I am underscore S-A-N-A underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram at Chantel D. It's Shy and Tell with one L and the letter D. Let me know what you think. Easy, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U, like the dog, right? And I also do the show Deaths on Thursday. Check it out. And I'm Kevin Allen at Kevin Allen Says on Twitter. And uh, look for my comments at Kevin Allen Tube on YouTube. I'm definitely going to be jumping in the conversation there. Thank you guys so much for jumping in the conversation here. Thank yes. you, everyone who is watching our broadcast from Dispatches from Dispatches from Elsewhere. <laughs> uh, there's so many layers. It's a long um, title. We here at After Buzz TV, uh, we're going to tune back in next week. We're going to break it down the best we can. And until then, have a great night. Nonchalance. I want to talk to my own past. <laughs> Founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. 
Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.